Interesting. And for those introverts listening to the podcast right now, here's what I'm going to help you with. Get in the right room. Find the alpha extrovert in the room and go become partners with them. Mm. Mm. And let them be your microphone. They're speakers, authors, and real-life rock stars, bringing you life-changing thoughts that rock, taking conversation all the way to 11. Most shows only go to 10. Well, it's one louder, isn't it? These go to 11. This is Thoughts That Rock. Now, here are your hosts, Jim Knight and Brant Menzoir. What's happening, friends? As they say in the South, it is Thoughts That Rock. Here for another exciting episode where we give you advice, uh, friends, very talented, more knowledgeable friends than us give you incredible advice on some of the things that uh, might be just taxing you at the moment. And today is no different. We're definitely going to brighten your day because uh, you and I are normally wearing, I don't know, black, some shade of gray. And look, we're wearing white and red. It's like, that's right. (laughs) It's almost, this could be July. Is that what it is? I guess it doesn't matter. Listen to it. It could be your Fourth of July. <laughs> That's right. Hey, real quick, I just this. I was looking um, at our country stats before we jumped on and saw we actually have now a third listener in um, in South Korea. So I don't know what's going on in that country, but we are blowing up over there. When you're probably not allowed to even listen, in Korea's. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm huge in South Korea. I have sold. Dozens of books in South Korea. And are because of it. <laughs> We're going to have to go on the road and do a Thoughts That Rock in South Korea. Yes, live. <laughs> I'm not, do- not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. No one would understand anything. We'd have no interpreter. We would just do it ourselves in the lobby of the hotel that we're staying at. And people would be like, what's going on here? We're like, I don't know how to tell you guys this. We're huge here. <laughs> You might yeah. not know who we are, but we've got three listeners to this to this podcast in South Korea. If our, th- our three listeners would know in advance, they'd actually be there in the audience. That's be right. awesome. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. We can get to four. It's funny <laughs> that we're talking about being hundred heirs ourselves because we're actually talking to somebody who knows what they're doing with building wealth. You know, and uh, man, we we had fun with our friend John Manis today, right? It was yeah. so cool. Yeah. What a brilliant guy. What an incredible story going from working retail to in the last six years, negotiating over $200 million worth of self-storage deals. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Uh, we, ju- we just want a slice of that cheddar, brother. That's what we need. <laughs> That's all we want. We just want to be in the room. That's it's funny. funny. I met uh, John. Um, I would say it's been about five, six years now. And I was doing a speech, as you can imagine, with the uh, Texas uh, Self-Storage Association. Uh, which he's been a previous director, but he and I had a great conversation afterwards. You never know where those things are going to go. And uh, he was kind enough to send me a copy of his book. You know, he's now a speaker in that, uh, in that realm and an author with his book, the working class guide to building wealth with self storage. Um, But that's not what he does make a living. I mean, like you said, he's actually in this business. He's been doing it for 18 years. Now he's got his own gig. Um, he's the co-owner and CEO of Pinnacle Storage Properties. Um, and like you said, now worth 
$200 million. He's done over 41 deals. He's all over the place. I think he's something like eight states or something like that in the U.S. Um, the guy the guy knows what he's talking about. And it was it was just one of those things where we, and, and I think we shared this on the call, we have had people that talk about going from zero to X amount of dollars or how to build a business from scratch. To actually build wealth from scratch, it, you, you probably could not have found a more perfect guest, right? I mean, he really has done it. Yeah, and, and honestly, some thoughts that, um, especially for those that are starting out, are, are really great thoughts that move you forward towards that goal without, you know, without being pie in the sky or, you know, TikTok famous, uh, you know, we're going to teach you how to be a millionaire in 33 days. Uh, this is, you know, you, you need a little bit of money to start, um, yeah. to, to really start to do those things. And then you have to make some decisions. Are you, are, are you an owner operator or are you going to get into a larger investment pool and, and do it that way? And, and I think that no matter where you're at on the journey, uh, there is a, there's a slice here for you, um, that, that I think you'll find not only entertaining, but, uh, really, really helpful. Yeah. And, and he transcended, I think, anything in real estate. And we make we make a lot of comments about that. It just we, we had a blast, man. And if there's any way we could grab that jacket off his back <laughs> and be in the big room, like he says, that that would be awesome. Check out this conversation with John. You're gonna love it. What's up, John Manis? What's up, my friend? What up, fellas? Long time no see. <laughs> That's a little inside joke for us. <laughs> How many times have we tried to do this? Uh, we're on round three, but that's okay. <laughs> Who cares? No, nobody really does. And of course, uh, I would normally have thought, yeah, look at that cool background going on. We're, we're in John's uh, studio at home. Nope, he's back in a hotel room again on the road. That's just how it is with your life. That's it. I, I spend a lot of time on the road, a lot of time. You do. You do, man. Well, this is pretty exciting for us to finally get you on here. We were just talking about you in the introduction about just your your crazy storied career um, in in just self storage. I mean, uh, it's so interesting to find out one that I actually know somebody that's in this business, but has made such a huge success, a huge career out of it. And um, I'm not sure that we were thinking specifically of this industry when we come up with this topic. We've had a couple with the. Uh, zero to, you know, millionaire type of approach, but really to have your topic about building wealth really from scratch is going to be pretty unique with what you do, man. So first, uh, I guess you, you could sort of share a little bit about how you got into this thing, but, you know, very quickly, we need to know, man, your three thoughts. What is your first thought that rocks? If you want to give us a little bit of background. Sure. Um, a little bit of background on me, spent 17 years in retail. I always say like the Walmarts and Kmarts of the world, though I never worked for either of them. I worked for the regional players. Got into storage. Uh, this is my 18th year um, by what I would say by accident. And um, six years ago, went out on my own and started doing my own stuff. So uh, when preparing for your podcast, I got to thinking about in hindsight over the last six years, what has really, really helped me. And um, so hopefully I can bring a little bit of value. My, my first thought that I've been teaching recently is to get in the right room. And, mm. uh, you know, you've heard the statement, um, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. 
And that really, really holds true. So for me, like this podcast, I say yes to everything. That's why I'm in a hotel room again. (laughs) So I say yes to everything because I don't know what that room looks like. Hmm. Um, So I go explore that room. So for those of you listening that you're like, well, I don't even know where to go to get in the right room. Um, Like I always encourage people to go to meetup.com, which is, it's not a dating site. It's actually a meetup site where you could put in like, let's say that you like reading books. You can type in book club and find all the book clubs in your area and go attend those book clubs to see what books you want to read. But you can put in any category you want, find groups that get together either in person or online and or virtually and go get in that room. Hmm. Start to network in that room. So one of the things that I've always strived for is meeting people. Like I get that from my real dad that I've never met a stranger. And what I've done is I get into those rooms. And for those of you watching versus listening, you see the nice, pretty jacket I have on. Yeah. Uh, Well, that jacket has helped me meet a lot of people because it's so funky and ugly and everything like that, that people approach me in those rooms all the time. So, and I get into that room and whether I am the smartest person or not, I present myself as the dumbest person in the room. And I ask a lot of questions. I'm very inquisitive. And, and I do that because it's who I am. And um, I'm always fascinated by weird things like, did you ever see a flower growing out of the concrete? I'm the mm-hmm. guy that gets down on his hands and knees and studies why that is because that's fascinating to me that a flower would grow out of concrete. And then I ask the why behind it. So getting in the right room is probably one of my biggest successes. The downfall to that is you get in a lot of rooms that you shouldn't really be in. And (laughs) like you end up being the smartest person in the room and you're like, okay, this ain't the right room. Yeah. Go find another room. Um, so that's probably my first tip is get in the room, figure out if you're in the right room. And if you're not go to a different room, say yes to whatever you can. Somebody invites you someplace, go. Yeah. And then be inquisitive to who's in that room. So I I think, uh, you were making a great point too. Maybe it's not going to be the right room, but, uh, you've probably had way more successes and obviously, uh, a lot of different relationships you've been able to to foster from from just going into those rooms, whether they're the right ones or the wrong ones. Brant and I have talked about this quite a bit on some of our speaker series. When we're telling people to get started as a speaker, say yes to everything. You know, do as many uh, you know gigs as you possibly can to just keep the reps going. Don't worry about the money. Do stuff for free. Um, and and eventually it'll it'll lead to something for sure. I think you take it to the next level. And in fact, I'll make sure I put meetup.com in the notes because 
that's actually smart for anybody in any industry. Why not? I, I you know, I, I'm now I'm interested to go in there to see speakers, authors, you know, business uh, you know, people around here that you just you would not have a clue, and maybe they figured it out to already be inside those those groups. So, yeah, I think it's fantastic. The irony is that's how you and I met, right? Yeah. We were both in the same room. You were speaking, obviously. Um, This was five years ago or something. And we connected on Facebook, interacted. You know, I did the thrift store thing and promoted your dad when your dad was sick, stuff like that. And and like that, that is what it's about, right? It's about, I didn't know that we'd be here today doing a podcast together. Like, yeah. Kindred spirits, you and I, little bit extreme in personalities, all that kind of stuff. But we just migrated to each other. And here we are five years later doing a podcast together. Who would have thought it? I know. And now I can't believe you've uh, gifted me some equity into the self-storage business. Which is <laughs> such a good guy, ain't I? <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> the equity gods have risen. Yeah. <laughs> That's a different skirt than the one we talked about before we jumped on. Yeah, right. <laughs> I've got um, I've got a question, and I guess it's it's more of a having been in, in uh, lots of rooms. I'm sure for you at, at this point of your career, I would think at least in, in my experience, and this is this is um, something that has come to me a little later in life, probably than I wish it would have. Um, there's always another level, right? When you think you've reached a pretty successful level, you realize there's a whole other level that you didn't even know existed, right? And it's this, uh, uh, I can't remember who we were talking to recently, but I basically said, sometimes you have to get to the top of the mountain that you're on before you can see there's another mountain past yeah. it, right? Sometimes your mountain blocks the view of what else is out there. Yeah. And when you get to the top, you go, oh shit, there's, there's a huge mountain over there. I didn't even know that thing existed. that's who you were talking to yeah that's right that's right yeah and that's the um you know for me i i always joke around that's horse money right like there's 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 people who are wealthy and then there's people who have horse money (laughs) (laughs) and horse money is just you money at a level that is like it's funny i heard mark cuban i heard mark cuban say that you know you money is when you can go to the airport buy a ticket at the counter Fly to Vegas, buy front row seats to your favorite artist. Do you know what everybody money is? Is when you hire the artist to come play at your house. Yeah. I want everybody money. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's, I mean, to me, it's this recognition that there are levels out there that that you didn't even know existed. And so my, my question is, has your experience proven to you that um, it doesn't really take any more effort to close huge deals as it does to close smaller deals mm-hmm. if you're in the right room. That uh, that's a great question, Brant. Because the the reality behind it is, um, you know, knowing building the reputation to close the bigger deal is probably. The hardest part of things um, is being able to build that reputation. Like, 
the, the jacket itself is um, is a draw for people to then learn what my reputation is. So mm -hmm. the, the answer to that is absolutely yes, that it takes the same amount of energy. And I'll relate it to storage for the real estate guys that are on here is you can go spend time, energy and effort to buy a 50 unit self storage property that is 10,000 square foot. You're going to bust your ass to get through title, to raise some of the equity, to sign on the debt, all of that kind of stuff. You're going to buy that 50 unit, 10,000 square foot property for maybe $500,000. And then over the next couple of years, you're going to be the one answering the phone. You're going to be the one renting the space, all that kind of stuff, right? And you'll probably sell it for $750,000 and make 250 grand. Really not a bad investment, mm -hmm. pretty good deal. Or you can spend the same time, energy and effort, raise a million dollars, buy a $3 million deal, split that money with that equity and make $500,000 later on and do a hell of a lot less work because now you have a lot more money to hire people to do some of mm -hmm. those things versus doing it yourself. So through time, you learn that doing a $200 million deal is the same thing. They just, yeah. the lawyer hires two administrator lawyers, the, and so on and so on and so on, right? So same time, energy, and effort, bigger platform, bigger deals, and, and, and you're able to achieve even greater results based on um, like the same energy, the same rooms. Like, well, you're going to be in a different room to find 200 million versus finding $50,000, but, yeah. but it's the same energy. It's the same effort. It's the same education and it's the same knowledge. Yeah. 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 I love it. It's actually, I love your idea, your thought anyways, that it's the time spent to build the reputation, to earn the right, to get into that room. Right. That's the, that's the real challenge in this is that when you first start, you're saying yes to everything so that you can start to build that reputation to be able to walk into that $200 million room five, seven, 10 years later. What's interesting. Cause that's the perfect segue into my thought. Number two. Yeah. Bring Let's it. Do it. Perfect. Bring it. Is once you're in that room, look for your resources. So you're walking around the room trying to figure out who does what and mirror them with whatever your needs are, or your, they might not be your needs. They might be somebody else's needs. Mm. And give to those resources for free. So not only say yes, but, you know, sometimes you have a means to an end of being in that, like, no, not all of us get paid to speak all the time, um, but <laughs> I give that away for free. Yeah. And it's my lost leader of giving it away for free because then they perceive me as being the expert because I'm up on stage and yeah. then they hire me through their money. So I give away my, I find my resources, I give it away for free. And then I work at helping those resources by partnering those resources with other resources for nothing. Like I'm mm. a, I'm a network junkie 
And mm. through that, through networking and helping other people, the irony is I'm out here in California right now trying to close an equity deal for my brother and one of my best friends. Not for me. Yeah. And what I benefit from is they're going to use my platform for me to run their properties and I'll make a little bit of money here, there and everywhere, but it's worth the trip to come out and help them for free. It actually costs me money to be out here, but in the end, the money will come in. And most people don't realize that is when you get in the right room, you find your resources and give to them for free. Eventually what happens is those resources come back to you and they go, I remember yeah. when you helped me, I need you to do this because you're the expert at whatever it is. They realize you're the expert. Yeah. That's awesome. It's, it's not exactly philanthropy for sure. Cause there's going to be something in it, but just that networking, which again, we've had discussions on the show. We've had topics before where people, a lot of people, especially if they're an introvert, hate networking altogether. They just can't stand it. They feel uncomfortable, fish out of water. But oh my gosh, that what comes out of it? The return on investment and you just doing a little bit of that, not not necessarily like you're talking about, maybe helping people partner and you being the broker, you being the, the catalyst of the bridge. But you know for a fact that if you do do that, you're going to get something in return. It is going to come back your way. So I, I think it's fantastic. And, you know, while while we know, Brant and I know that you're in the $200 million room, we're in the $5,000 room. We've been waiting for you to visit with that jacket and just hoping, just hoping. the $200 million room. <laughs> That's all we need. We just need an invite. We just yeah. need an invite. I love it. That's easy. I love it. Great. Well, what's interesting, you know, and for those introverts listening to the podcast right now, here's what I'm going to help you with. Get in the right room, find the alpha extrovert in the room, and go become partners with them. Mm. Mm. And let them be your microphone and share whatever it is you are, are doing and give it away for free to that person, become partners with them, and they become your mouthpiece. You just gave us another thought. Find the alpha. I like it. Find the alpha and partner with them. The, you know, I love this. The, you know, it reminds me a little of um, sort of Gary V's approach of, of give without expectation, right? So it's one thing to say yes uh, to, to, to everything when you first start and get in those rooms. It's another thing to do it, you know, as we would say with a servant's heart, right? You're doing it to give without expectation. Um, and, and then if you're doing it altruistically, we believe that um, in the end, it'll come back. It, it'll come back tenfold, right? And that's that's the, the the planting of the seed. But to me, it's it's difficult because when you say yes to everything, um, you want so desperately to find something that's going to move you further down the road uh, on your journey. And and you know whether you're a speaker and you're trying to get a gig or you know, whether you are uh, networking, trying to find a deal uh, for your company um, or you're, you know, in a room full of investors trying to raise equity. It's it's um, it's interesting, the approach, John, I, and I, I would assume just just knowing the level of success that you have reached, um, 
if you do it, if you give without expectation and say yes to these rooms, um, I would imagine you've been able to connect dots for people who then turn around and say, oh, by the way, I want to introduce you to so-and-so over here who has a $50 million deal they need help with. Um, and you're happy to, to sort of take that. But there was no expectation that that would ever come from it. You are literally altruistically just going to give with that servant's heart. How is there an example you can give us of something like that in the past that has happened for you where you've done this and it's turned around and paid off way more than you ever would have thought? Oh, I can give you a hundred of those. Um, yeah. I, what's coming to my mind is um, we we had a board meeting in France in July and um, for one of the companies that I sit on the board for. And um, on our way there, <clears throat> one of my business partners and I's flight got canceled in Atlanta. So we were sitting in Atlanta talking to these, I'll call them two young kids. Um, one's 20 and one's 21. Uh, one's fresh out of college, one's still in college. And um, I, I gave uh, Ishmael a copy of my book um, and they were going to Argentina just to goof off for a week and their flight was canceled as well. And, um, <clears throat> and Javier and him are like best friends. Well, I got a text from them on Sunday from Ishmael asking if I could jump on a call with him. And uh, he said, I'm back in California. Can you jump on a call? I got a couple of questions. And I said, well, how close are you to Orange County? And he said, about an hour. I said, well, why don't you just meet me for drinks? And I met these guys for drinks last night. <clears throat> now, these are two 20-year-old kids that are ambitious and everything. And I'm, I sat and mentored them for like two hours at dinner last night. And not knowing if anything will ever come up. But you know who, um, you know what the butterfly effect is by Andy? Oh, yeah. Andrew? Yeah. yeah. So my goal now is to have the butterfly effect. If I can affect these kids' lives and they're, they become wealthy and their kids go on to find a cure for cancer, I've done my job. So, yeah. um, so just last night, this pertains to thought number two. <clears throat> just last night, he said to me, Javier did, he said, when did it finally click to you? Like, when did it finally click? And I said, that's interesting because I've been teaching these three thoughts that I'm covering on your podcast one-on-one. -on -one. I said, when it finally clicked to me was when I said yes to everything by being in different rooms and I found out where my resources were and I helped those resources it went from me trying to find things to things finding me. Mm. <clears throat> so the level of volume of me chasing stuff versus stuff coming at me changed like four years ago by saying yes to all these rooms, by finding out what those resources are and giving to those resources for free I started getting those telephone calls of, hey, my buddy has this storage deal. He wants to sell it. He doesn't know where to take it to sell it. I told him you're the man, blah, 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 blah. Here I am six years into my journey of being on my own. 
I'm working on closing my 49th self-storage property. I would say 40 of them came through relationships, not through a broker sending them to me. I get so many on a daily basis now that I have to start saying no. I got a call from a guy out of Jersey from where I grew up this morning has a old grocery store. He wants to convert into storage asking me if I'd be interested. I have no idea where he found me, but now it comes at you so much that you can choose what rooms you want to be in and you can choose what resources you want to help. And suddenly, and to answer to Javier's question last night is when it clicked to me was that now the volume's coming at me. I don't have to chase out the volume anymore. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. I, I, I want to know where you are because Brant and I are coming to get drinks right now. Bring <laughs> <So. laughs> okay, it. Let's go. <laughs> Listen, we will be right back after this message. Welcome to the Wellness Driven Life Show, your gateway to a new dimension of wellness. Featuring discussions with world-renowned experts, pioneers, champions, and professionals. Experience high-end production, sophistication, and easily applicable tips and tricks for everyday life. Your journey to wellness, it starts here and it starts now. Tune in to the Wellness Driven Life Show and become a part of the evolution of driven living. All right, man. I think you were sort of alluding to it already. Did you already just give us your third thought? I, I think you kind of gave us already an extra thought, but what is the final thought? Sounds like you're headed down that path. I am. So my third thought is once you get in that room, once you uh, find your resources and add value to that room, then you have to have an ask. So yes, there is a certain level of genuine servants mentality that you have to have it can't be fake you can't go into that room looking for resources to use and then Mm -hmm. pretend to give them something for free it has to be genuine and then have an ask you know what are you looking for what do you what are your needs and to mirror that with some of those needs you're going to find one of those resources in the room that is part of what your need is and have the confidence level at that point to say, this is what I need, Mm. but don't do it up front. The problem with most people is they're always selling and they're not listening. They're not helping. They're not set out for a genuine reason. And it's all about the with them, what's in it for me Um, Well, at some point, it does have to be what's in it for you. It can't be forceful. It can't be up front and it can't be in your face. And interesting enough, when you help enough people for free, it's amazing how they want to help you in return. Yeah. But you got to tell them what the hell you need help with. (laughs) So tell them. (laughs) Right. And that's my third thought is. You got to have an ask and it's got to be diplomatic. It can't be an in your face ask. 
Um, it has to be like for me, I do a lot of public speaking. My ultimate goal is to raise equity. Now, as the equity comes in fast and furious, like I have probably five or 6,000 people on my distribution list that I've met through the years. I push a button. I literally raised $3.5 million in seven days just by pushing the button. So where before, like, I was like, where, where's this, where's the equity going? Where's my down payment going to come from? Like, like, you know, six years ago, stressing, I got to get in the right room. I got to get in the right room. I got to get in the right room. Well, over time now it just comes at you. I get calls every day. Hey, my buddy was telling me you're the storage guy and I got a hundred thousand dollars sitting on the sidelines and I'd, I'd like to be in your next deal. And I grab my notebook. I'm old school for you young whippersnappers <laughs> in the room. Um, I grab my notebook and I write in my notebook what their name is. And for those of you that can see that, I write how much they want to invest next to it. I program their phone number in my phone with their name and the word investor behind it. And I sit on my sofa when I got a deal and I text them. Here's my ask. By the way, I have a deal. If you're interested, let me know. They respond, yes, I'm interested. I go, give me your email address. They do. I copy paste, go to my email, forward the email to them. I'll sit on my sofa on a Friday night at seven o'clock and I'll raise a million bucks with 20 text messages. That's crazy. And there's my ask. Unbelievable. We're doing this wrong, Brant. We're doing it wrong. No kidding. Holy shit. No what kidding. are we doing? We're sitting on the couch eating kettle chips is the problem. <laughs> We're not texting anybody. Ask. Our ask is, do we have another bag of these? <laughs> hey, does anybody have the jalapeno the ones? That's right. Is there dip? Do we have dip in here? <laughs> John, in, in your um, line of work now at this point, what do you think most people are asking you for? I mean, I get, I know you're saying it might be just equity investing, but let's just say you're in the room networking for free. What do you think is the most common thing that, that people are approaching you for their ask? They always want me to be a Chippendale dancer. Right. That's, that's really, <laughs> right really difficult that. these days. <laughs> that one's a the jack. That one's a given. I mean, after that, what's the second? It's the, it's the jacket and the fact that you really don't wear pants. Correct. So yes. That could be the That's other the reason problem. that they're asking. Um, <laughs> the asking is, can you please put on pants? Is that what it is? Ask. Good one. I'm a dancer. <laughs> um, the biggest ask um, is probably for help. Like, um, how to get something done. Um, when, when you become the go-to resource guy for networking, like people want to brainstorm with you all the time on how to get stuff done or who you know that can get this done or that done. And um, that, so that's probably so just ask. Uh, like yeah. anymore is, you know, who do, who do you know that does this or who do you know that does that? And, okay, um, you know, whether it's, like cost segregation or title or, you know, um, how I've raised money or who do, who do you know that does conversions? Like, uh, so when, when you get a perception of having a certain uh, level of success, 
people want to know the recipe. So that's probably the, in, in micro ways, that's probably the big ask is, um, you know, some people want to know the macro part of it, but most people want to know the who or the how part of it. And um, yeah, that's probably the biggest ask I get on an ongoing basis. Well, I think in along those lines, it's probably a good segue. I mean, when you wrote your first book here, you know, Building Wealth with Self Storage, you were kind enough to send me a copy. And I was I was pretty surprised. I mean, for what I thought was a very thin book, it is just meaty with behind the curtain stuff. I mean, you are honest with people. It's the old adage of, listen, if you want to make a million dollars, you got to start with a million dollars. You kind of put it out there and said, if you want to own or get into this business, you got to have a little bit of of money to start off. And I say a little bit, it's not five, $10,000. I was joking before, but you are looking for, uh, you know, investors from all different walks and, and, you know, everybody, especially as these properties start to become, you know, cash cows and they're everywhere. They're everywhere now. So, you know, I was really, I was surprised, but also very elated that you had just sort of said, I'm laying it out there. You want to get into this business? And this is sort of your own way of opening the doors for a lot of people. It was a great read. Um, and I think for people in real estate in general, this should be mandatory reading for them, 101, regardless whether they're selling residential, commercial, whatever it is. But man, I just, I thought the book was great. And I really appreciate, you know, you just, um, you know, going out of your way to, to now at this point, you are the room, you know, you're, you're, you're creating the room. And so you're putting other people in there and just seeing who can I connect to make things happen. And, you know, so a whole bunch of awesomeness is going to come out of that for sure. Right. It's interesting because that's why I named the book, the working class guide is because yeah. I'm, I'm a common dude. Um, I went to three schools in my senior year of high school. I never went to college. You know, I'm, I'm that grinder worker kind of guy that pieces stuff together, tries to figure it out. Um, you know, I come from a typical poor working class family. Mom, mom yeah. worked at the grocery store. Dad was, my stepfather was a truck driver. My real dad worked in the same paper mill for 44 years. You know, when my dad retired, he made $36,000 a year. So, mm. So when, when you look at it from the standpoint that you were talking about that, you know, you start with a million dollars, um, I, I started for some of you on the call, you might think this is a lot of money, but I started with 160 grand in the bank and mm. I've, I've done over $200 million worth of self storage in the last six years with only 160 grand in the bank. Um, That's I got awesome. a little bit. I got a little bit more than that in the bank right now, but, but, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I mean, bluntly, if I can do it, anybody can. And if you're reading yeah. the book and you don't want to do storage, that's perfectly fine. But replace the word with whatever it is you want to do. Like if yeah. you want to own an auto body shop, put working class guide to building wealth with an auto body shop. And just read it in your mind and every time replace self-storage with auto body. And I teach you how to do exactly what I do in business for an auto body shop. But if you're going to buy the auto body shop and work inside the auto body shop, own the piece of real estate that it's in and use the auto body shop to pay for the real estate. And I'll make you a millionaire that way. 
And most yeah. people want to buy themselves a job instead of buy themselves wealth. And that's what the book teaches you. This is what I think you should do with AI. Now you should just take your book and have a word replacement, self storage with auto body. And you should go through every industry. There's there could be a hundred of these books out there. People think you're so brilliant, man. That's great. That's funny. Cause, um, you always ask yourself why you do these things for free and you just gave me a million dollar idea. Okay. I gotta go. Bye. <laughs> you can, you can afford some pants now. <laughs> well, we, we definitely know uh, that this is a great path for people that have a little bit of disposable income. Um, and, and I say we meaning Brant and I, because we know how much we pay monthly for our own self storage. We, we, uh, we shifted. You. Thanks. Yes. yes. You I, I wish you mortgage. <laughs> Thank you. I, you know, if we could move all of our stuff to one of your properties, I'd feel better about where the money is going. But I don't think you own this. No. And and this is for the reason. Nobody wants to move once they're in the self storage. So you got you. Somebody has got us uh, over a barrel right now. But that's fine. Here's a, for the listeners, here's how it works. Are you ready, Jim? The next time you go pay your rent at that self storage place. Ask yeah. the manager who owns the property and then I'll call them and I'll buy the property. And when I do, I'll give you a spiff on buying the property. You see how this works? So. <laughs> see, I like that. I like that. I swear. You're doing that. <laughs> we are doing that right after this call. I'm not even kidding. It's <laughs> great. Man, this was awesome. This was awesome. And I knew it would be, um, again, the inside baseball for people that are just listening or watching. We really have tried to have this uh, session. We say this a couple times with some of our guests, but I really do think this is like the third or fourth time. And we've had tech issues and, and booking gigs and all kinds of stuff where we've had to reschedule. But it's exactly the way we thought it was going to turn out. You are just a wealth of knowledge, man. And, and I love your book and your mind. And it's just fun getting to spend a little bit more time with you. We can't thank you enough for spending a little bit of time with us. If people want to learn a little bit more about you, John, or maybe about just self-storage or all the things that you do, where can we send people? So I always end my shows and podcasts with, I'm John Manus. John at johnmanus.com, M-A-N-E-S, 210-818-1496. You can go to pinnaclestorageproperties.com. You can call me, email me, but most importantly, come join the fun because we have a blast when we do it. Man, that is awesome. Phone number and everything. You are not scared. That is awesome. Nope. That is great, man. Well, listen, again, can't thank you enough. We're just watching you from a distance right now. Remember, remember us. We're in the $5,000 room. We're waiting for you to visit. Damn it. Last week, we could have been in a $200 million room together, Jim. Yeah, we were both in Vegas for different things. And uh, yeah, I, I had a great dinner and a, and a great conference. But uh, I would have liked to have been in the $200 million room next time. Next okay. time I'll be on the same page as you. Sounds awesome. All right, buddy. You're the best. Hey, thanks a lot for making this happen. This was fun. Appreciate it. Thanks to both of you. Care, you got it. Hey, rock stars. Thanks so much for tuning in. Yeah, and listen, we know how busy you are. And grabbing those little nuggets of wisdom that can amp up your life are super hard to come by. 
So we hope this episode helped you enough for you to maybe subscribe and consider leaving us a rating and a review so that we can continue to grow the show. Thus That Rock is a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network and also supports Cannonball Kids Cancer and their fight for finding and funding treatment options for kids who have run out of options. They're amazing. Their work is incredible. To learn more, please go to cannonballkidscancer.org. Finally, if you're interested in having Brant or Jim or both of us speak at your event, whether as a virtual webinar or an in-person conference keynote or mastermind, contact us directly at thoughtsatrock.com. Until next time, rock on! You've got questions, we've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.